Welcome to the Bayside Church Weekly Message audio podcast, Frankston. We are launching our new series um, right now called Simply Irresistible. And it has got a good, a good ring to it, but I'm not going to be like Steve this morning, I don't think, and try and sing it. But there, there is a song coming to mind, definitely, when I, when I think about it. But this series is a series on the simple life um, that God wants us as his people to live by. It's a series that we're going to look at scripture just on living simply and living that simple life and the simple pattern, I guess, that God wants his people to live by. You know, I personally am quite excited about uh, the teaching on the simple life. You know, I think that there is power in simplicity. There's power in keeping things simple, hey. Uh, there's power in keeping the main thing the main thing, as we've learnt already in the Plumline series. Um, but this series is a series about um, a life of less complication. You know, who knows in the life that we live that uh, things are so busy, that we're so fast-paced, so many things are open 24-7, and God really wants us sometimes to slow down, to kind of, <gasps> like, take a breath and stop, take count of what he's actually doing in our life. You know, recently Jacob and I went to Adelaide for the weekend, and if you want to slow down in life, then you go to Adelaide. We've never been to Adelaide before, and we went there on a public holiday, went there Easter Sunday and Easter Monday, and seriously, like, nothing was open. They take their, their holidays really seriously in Adelaide. Like, we're spoilt here in Melbourne. Like, things are still open most of the time. But we had to go and eat at a, at a dirty pub one night because there was actually nothing open that we could actually find to even eat. You know, so if you want to go to Adelaide, you can slow down. You can live out that simple life. I, I really recommend it. But it's an opportunity in the simple life for us to be real and, and honest, I guess, about where we're at in our life as well. So can we be active this morning, church? I really believe in being active participants of the word. Can we stand right now? And I'm going to pray. Awesome. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, Jesus. God, we thank you that your word says that man doesn't live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that I might be speaking, but Holy Spirit, you're doing something on the inside of each one of us. I pray for answers and solutions that we might need in our life, that they would come today through your word. We thank you that our whole life and the power that we need is, is found in your word. We thank you for your truth this morning and that you're going to speak, God. In your name, Father, we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, church. You can be seated. Well, Psalm 116, verse 6 says, The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. So the title of my message this morning is Stop Being Childish and Be Childlike. Now, maybe for some of you here, that might be a word in season right now that you kind of need to hear. Stop being childish and be childlike. And so we're going to look at the simple patterns that God wants us to live by living out the childlike faith. Well, you might ask, well, what does it mean to be childlike? As many of us can see here, we're all adults. We're not children anymore. But what does it actually mean to be childlike? Well, I believe that we as adults can learn some great qualities from children. All the parents here will say amen. And yes, you can learn a lot through parenting. Uh, but children are open to having fun. They're usually carefree. They're trusting. They're malleable and moldable, and they're eager and they're open to things in life and open to the things of God. On the other hand, when we're childish, we can, you could say that we might be stubborn or irritable. We might be throwing an adult tantrum. 
We could be stuck in our own ways, can be stagnant in a sense and, and not open to growing. So how do we then as adults, as we all have acknowledged here that we are, how do we maintain that simple behaviour and characteristics of being childlike uh, without it lead, leading to being childish? Well, I'm so glad you asked, church. I'm so glad you asked that question this morning because right now we're going to find out exactly what Jesus means about being childlike and how we as adults can keep it that way. So this morning I've got five ways that God has created us to be childlike and we're going to have a bit of fun with this this morning. So the first one is the childlike life, if you are taking notes this morning, the childlike life is imaginative. Who remembers being a child, that you would create these incredible realities where all of a sudden you become like this princess or a doctor or a nurse. Um, you might even get your toy cars out for the guys and you'd have this whole storyline going where you're playing with them for hours and you're just, you're just mesmerised by it. You don't need anyone else around you. You're just happy with doing your thing and creating this reality in your mind. My brother is dating a wonderful girl that my family love and they've been dating for just over a year now and her name is Tess and uh, she has two little nieces um, that are her brother's kids and these two little girls, they're like blonde hair, blue eyes, they're both four years old and they're twins and they're absolutely gorgeous. Like we had dinner with them a couple of weeks ago and met them for the first time and they're so, so cute. And Tess was saying to me that uh, recently, her sister, who, her sister-in-law, who is the mother of the twins, um, came outside and heard basically all this laughing and these high-pitched voices and yelling uh, going on in the backyard. And so she's walking out there and she's thinking, what on earth is going on right now? And there she sees the two little girls, two little twin girls, um, and one of them is pretending to be Nick, my brother, and the other one is pretending to be Tess. So there you've got Tess telling Nick off and Nick yelling at Tess and they, they're arguing and fighting and laughing. I think it's a great representation, obviously, of their relationship. And they're having the, the world of fun. They're, they're, she's, Tess's sister-in-law said that they were there for hours on end creating this reality of being Nick and Tess because my brother Nick and his girlfriend Tess spent a lot of time with them and so in their minds they're looking up to them thinking they're amazing and so they're out there in the backyard for hours being Nick and Tess. So you've got to watch out parents because I think this is what, what happens that they, we pretend you know, to be like our parents. But as adults God doesn't want us to lose our imagination and creativeness. God actually wants us to keep it. When we as adults use our imagination, we see possibilities rather than problems. And God commends people like Joshua in the Bible who kept his imagination and his creativeness. And can we turn right now to Joshua 10, verses 12 to 14. Hey, I always wanted to do that. That's fun. All right. Joshua 10. <laughs> we got there. We everyone got it. Okay. On the day the Lord, sorry, verse 12 to 14. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O sun, stand still over Gibeon, O moon over the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jashar. The sun stopped still in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There's never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord 
was fighting for Israel. So here we've got a story of Joshua who had the privilege of being trained in God's creative ways of winning wars. He in the past had already seen wars being won uh, by arms being held up in prayer and seven-day marches. So his faith and his confidence was high. Watching people be creative and imaginative around Joshua meant that Joshua was free to believe in what he saw others doing. Joshua had simple faith to be imaginative and creative with God, even in the middle of war. So Joshua is obviously in a predicament himself, but because he's seen in his lifetime leaders go before him who, who use their imagination and creativeness, he's like, I can do this too. It's okay, I've got that same confidence because I've seen God come through in other people's lives. And so he commanded, I mean, the sun to stand still. I mean, that's, if you actually stop and think about that, like that's a pretty full-on thing. I don't think anyone in our lifetime has ever done that before. But he had this incredible imagination that there was a problem in front of him. And he's like, you know what? God can do this. God can make the sun stand still. I'm going to imagine right now that he can do that. And I'm going to walk in that faith right now. And, and you know what? God came through and he did that, which is amazing. It's, it's totally amazing. He had this boldness, authority and confidence to be able to do it. And I guess for some of us here as adults, maybe we've lost that spirit of imagination. Maybe we've, be, maybe we've become concerned and, and fearful of what other people think. And it's almost stagnated our creativeness. The good news is, is that you can let yourself dream and create again. You know, God has created you that way. Maybe for some of you today, it's when you get home or this week, going and getting out your journal again and maybe dreaming some of those God dreams that God has really put on your heart. It might be praying like Joshua did for creative solutions to problems that you're facing. You know, every problem that we face has a solution in God and God can give you the creativity to, you know, see it in a different way that you might never have thought, but through prayer, he can reveal that to you. For some of you here, it might be drawing again. I don't know if people here are creative in the sense that they love art and expressing themselves that way or their love for God that way, but I just get a sense that maybe there's people this morning that they just got to pick up that texture again or pick up that crayon or that, that grey lead and just start to draw and imagine and create again. And for some of us, we've just got to stop doubting and start believing that God can do it. Be imaginative. Secondly, the childlike life is joyful. Amen. I've heard Pastor Rob say that as soon as he gets home, he hears the pitter-patter of little feet and he's greeted, with, he's greeted with a big hug as soon as he walks in the door. And that's just by Pastor Christy. And then Trinity walks up to him and she wants to be picked up and she crawls all over him as soon as she walks in the door, as soon as he walks in the door. But, and she does this because she's with her daddy who she loves so much. You know, children care more about who they are with than what they are doing. And I think that's worth repeating, that children care more about who they are with than what they're doing. And I think that we as adults can get so lost in the doing that we actually forget who we're actually with in that moment in time. You know, I spoke to our youth a couple of months ago and I, I gave the analogy of going to the supermarket sometimes and you've got all your items and you, you're with the checkout person and you're so busy like just pushing them along on the, on the little thing that, that goes along with they swipe your food and put it in the bag and then you kind of walk out the door and you've got your shopping bags there and then you think, did I actually speak to somebody? Or did I just get this food imagined, you know, you know, I just imagine that I've got this food in my mind because sometimes we forget 
to sort of acknowledge the person who's serving us. And because we're so busy on the next thing and, and getting to that next appointment that we sort of forget to stop and take note of what's happening here and now. Uh, I love, um, there was a, an example recently at the Cheltenham campus, I was talking to one of the young adults as well, and she uh, wasn't feeling that great, and she said, you know, can we catch up afterwards? And I said, that's fine. So um, she was basically going into kids' ministry, and we were going to catch up straight after church. And she came back after the service had concluded, and we were going to catch up then and chat. And um, she had this massive smile on her face, and her countenance had changed, and she looked totally refreshed. And I said to her, what's happened to you? Like, you know, when you first walked in the building, you weren't doing well at all, and I know we were going to talk. And she's like, I just spent time with the kids, and there's so much joy with the kids, and they just loved on me, and I was able to just help them and work with them, and they're just so childlike and joyful in everything that they do that it, it just rubbed off on her, and she was in a completely different situation. And maybe some of us here today... We need to join kids' ministry and we just got to get our joy back and go and sit in that room. Maybe you've just got to take yourself out to Buddy's one, you know, one morning and just sit there with the kids because they have this beautiful joy that just exudes out of them. David also experienced and demonstrated this childlike joy. David loves spending time with his father and he writes about it all throughout the Psalms. Psalm 16 verse 11, just as an, an, an example it says, you have made known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. David, his whole life, he demonstrated a childlike joy and trust in God, his father. He knew that God was like his dad and he trusted whatever he wanted him to do. He was open to that. He had a joy that the, he knew that the joy of the Lord is his strength and was his strength. And so he was open to just allowing God to do whatever he wanted to do in his life. As adults, we can lose this simple joy. Sometimes we've had to grow up too quick. Um, and some of us sometimes can think that maybe being joyful or being childlike is a sign of weakness as well. How would you say, church, that your joy is going if you had to think about it right now? Would you say that you feel you do have that childlike joy, that you're just happy to trust God, that he's your dad, that you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Or do you feel like that barrel is a little bit empty this morning? The good news is, is that God's joy is open to anyone. I believe that God is a God that maybe in your childhood, if you've been robbed of joy, that God can restore what has been taken from you. You know, joy can even come by just thanking God just for the little things, the fact that you got up this morning, that you've got breath, that you've got friends, that you've got family around you. You know, sometimes we've got to, we've got to dig up joy. Like joy is a choice sometimes that you've got to put on joy as well, that in the middle of, you know, hard times that you just choose, I'm going to put on joy, I'm going to thank God anyway for everything that he's doing in my life. Sometimes it can just be praying that simple prayer, God, you know, can you help me right now? Can you help bring back that childlike joy into my life? Because that's what Jesus wants us to have. He wants us to bring that with us. Thirdly, the childlike life is insistent. I love this one. Have you ever seen a child or maybe experienced a child be so insistent on what they want? They're like relentless until they get it. 
I've seen in my, in my travels poor mums at the shopping centres or supermarkets and, and the kids on the floor throwing this tantrum because they can't have that lolly that they want that they can see but they're not allowed to have or they're at the shopping centre and they want this little fluffy toy and they're like screaming at the top of their lungs and I, I take my hat off to parents because I don't know how you guys do that but the poor mum or dad's trying to like console them or drag them off so that their screaming high-pitched sounds can sort of get muffled in the car instead or somewhere like that but children just they know what they want and they they basically aim at it and they think I'm gonna get it this is what I want this is what I want and it's almost like they have this uh, confidence to go I'm, I deserve this as well. This is something that, you know, I deserve and it's something that God's going to give me. Have you ever heard a child, I guess, pray as well? There's like these simple, powerful prayers, like maybe mum's not well and they're just like, God, right now I ask that you heal mum. Or dad's going to work and he, he's got a big day. God, help dad at work today. Like simple, like not complicated, not drawn out. They just know that God is their God and they know that they can just come to him and just say, Dad, this is what, this is what Mum needs. This is what Dad needs. And I guess when, I, when we look at us as adults being insistent, I'm not talking about us throwing an adult tantrum on the floor because our husband won't let us have that cereal box that we really want in the supermarket. And it's also not asking God for something that you know you're not ready to actually have as well. It's using wisdom with what, what you actually know you need and what you actually know you don't need. Talking about being insistent and determined with your faith and your priorities in life. Being insistent on keeping things simple. Let's turn right now to Mark chapter 10. I'm going to pick it up in verse 46. You're very quiet, church. I'm hoping this is a good thing that you're kind of taking it in. Okay, Mark 10, 46 to 52. Are there? They came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now here we've got Bartimaeus, he heard Jesus, and he knew that Jesus was the only one that could heal him and also save him. He couldn't even see him, but he knew that he was the answer. And that's the same with being insistent as a child. You know, we know that God is the answer sometimes to the difficult situations that we're going through. We know that nothing else can help us. We know that Jesus is the answer. And so we're like Bartimaeus. We're insistent. We're calling out, God, God. I love that Bartimaeus, he didn't care what anyone else was thinking around him. He didn't care that people, he was screaming for Jesus at the top of his lungs. He just knew that Jesus was the answer and he knew that he had to get to him. And that's the type of insistence that God wants us as adults to be like as well. To continually crying out to God, knowing that he's the only one that can help us. 
Being childish wants what you want, even though you shouldn't have it. Being insistent with a childlike faith is persisting and persevering with God on the things he has promised you. And maybe for some of you here today, maybe you've given up on being insistent. Maybe there's been a dream or a promise that God has given you, but you've got weary with it. You kind of stop persisting and stop persevering. Sometimes you've also walked away because maybe God hasn't come through. We can't force God's hand as adults, but we can be insistent in trusting God with his word, his timing, and his promises for our life. There's nothing worse than an adult tantrum, but nothing more beautiful than a heart that is insistent on the promises of God. Let's be insistent. Fourthly, the childlike life is spontaneous. We've already seen here that children can create these incredible realities where they can become a teacher or a nurse at the drop of a hat. Uh, But children can also teach us that we can live for today and not worry about tomorrow. Children are willing to give things a go because they don't have any preconceived ideas or fears, I guess, that will hold them back. They're open to doing new things. For me growing up, uh, for 10 years of my life, I was lucky enough to have my own horse and I worked hard to get that horse and uh, my parents were amazing and took me out three times a week to ride the horse, feed the horse, rug the horse, look after the horse, do everything. And I loved riding that horse. It was so much fun. I started off doing dressage for any of your horsey people out there. Um, And then I progressed into what's called show jumping and cross country. So I got introduced to jumping. I had a horse that loved to jump and I had, like, I was a bit of a thrill seeker back then and I loved to jump as high as I possibly could. So we got up, like, 44-barrel drums and stacked tyres on top of them and then put, like, a big bar across it and then I would try and jump the thing with my horse. And it was so much fun. I had, like, this adrenaline every time I was galloping up to the jump that, is she going to make it? Is she going to get over it? Am I going to do it? And, you know, then we'd leap over it and, and I just loved being able to do that. And then sadly, my horse passed away probably about seven or eight years ago now. And um, Jacob, my wonderful husband, decides that for most times for my birthday that he will take me trail riding or beach riding. And so we go on a little trail ride and and, um, I'm sure he doesn't really enjoy it. Being a guy, I don't think you really do enjoy horse riding a lot of the time, but he's there galloping along with me. Um, But I've noticed there's this shift in me as I've grown up that I'm a bit more wary and nervous about you know, horse riding now. You know, the ground kind of looks a little closer and a little harder and my body kind of cringes at the thought that, you know, maybe I'm going to fall off and what damage am I going to do to myself? And so I'm not saying that we all have to go back and relive those high adrenaline sports that maybe we did when we were kids. But let's not lose the spontaneity in our lives in trying new things, having fun as adults and, you know, even taking up those God opportunities. Matthew 14, 25 to 29 says, During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Now, for many of us who know this story, we know that Peter didn't get all the way out onto the water. But I love that Peter was open 
to the things of God. He was willing to say yes and be spontaneous in that moment. You know, we had a phrase at Young Adults last year called, just do it. Just get involved in church, just join Connect Group, just serve, just give financially, just turn up, just be here. And I think it's the biggest challenge for us as adults to allow spontaneity into our life. I personally am a person of structure and love having routine and balance. But the Holy Spirit doesn't work that way sometimes. The Holy Spirit wants us to be open and willing to see what's going on around us and to stop sometimes in our life and to go, okay, God, I'm going to go over here or I'm going to linger in that conversation with that person right now or I'm going to make that phone call or I'm going to try that new thing because I believe you actually want me to bring you know, better balance into my life and do something else that's you know, not in my routine. Whatever it is, uh, God wants us to be spontaneous still to have that spontaneity like kids when they're just willing to try whatever. He wants us to be like that too and, and open to the Holy Spirit most importantly because he leads us and guides us and has the best plan for our life. And finally this morning, the childlike life is transparent. Many of us know the story in Luke 7 um, of the woman who came with the alabaster jar of perfume. She kind of gate-crashed the Pharisees' dinner that night and Jesus was having dinner with the Pharisees. And um, she came and she basically stood behind him, it says. She stood behind him at his feet weeping. She began to wet her feet with her tears. Sorry, wet his feet with her tears. She wiped her hair, kissed them and poured expensive perfume on them. So she came in, she basically said, here's my sins, this is what I've done. And she basically honoured and loved on Jesus right there and then and poured expensive perfume on his feet and Jesus said to her, go in peace, your faith has saved you right now. You know, when I finished uni, um, I got my counselling degree and my first real job in the real world was working at the Frankston Youth Resource Centre. And um, I think many of my colleagues at the time thought, she's not going to last two minutes. She's like a private school educated girl who lived in Morris all her life and lived a pretty sheltered life, I, yeah, I guess you could say of myself. But I knew God had called me to be there and my role at the Youth Resource Centre uh, was on intake. So basically young people would come in the door at any hour of the, the day and my role was basically to assess them and assess their situation and basically refer them out to wherever they needed to go. And the thing I loved about that job, and I was there for many years, um, was the transparency of the people. Because people were at the end of themselves and they were open to change, they knew they had to make some sort of change. And basically they would just come in and share these incredible stories of what their life was like and how much help they actually really needed. And I was so blown away by working there. It did something on the inside of me. I loved seeing people come in and just be open and real. I'd almost never experienced that in my life before. This realness of people just saying, this is my mess. I've done this, I'm in this situation, I've got this addiction, I'm homeless, whatever's going on, and I need you to help me in this moment. And that's being transparent, that's saying it how it is, and I loved that. And children also are extremely transparent. All the mums and dads here would say that they can be too, a little too much transparent at, at times. Um, sometimes they can be a little too honest with things. Children say things how, how it is. They don't have any kind of filter that goes through their mind to sort of stop themselves. I know I've heard parents that tell me that 
They might be going to a, someone's house for dinner and maybe in the car they mention that they're a little tired and they can't really be bothered going but they're going to go anyway and the mum and dads are talking to each other. Meanwhile, the kids are in the back listening to this conversation and so when they get to the people's house, they're like, oh, mum and dad couldn't really be bothered being here. They're tired. They don't really want to be here at all and the mum and dad are just cringing because they can't believe that they would say that. But they're so honest. They don't think about how it sounds or who's going to be offended by it. They just say it how it is. And that's a wonderful quality if you keep that in a good balance. We as adults, I guess, can lose that childlikeness to be honest. Sometimes we can put things on called masks and try and hide ourselves so people can't see the real us. We can maybe pretend that we have it all together and that's why I loved working at the Youth Resource Centre because people didn't pretend, they just said it how it was. And sometimes we as adults, I guess, can lie to get our own way as well. We can lie to make us sound better than we are or that we you know, try and make us feel more important. But ultimately, those lies are, are really just being childish. I mean, they never get us anywhere. And you see there's many people who end up in things called jail because they've lied or they've done the wrong thing. They haven't been honest and transparent with where they're at. And sometimes I think we can also forget to be honest with ourselves as well. You know, Jesus honoured what the woman with the alabaster jar did. He loved her honesty and her transparency that she gatecrashed the Pharisee's house and she just said, this is where it's at, this is what's going on, and I know that you are the answer for me. And God wants us to be honest and transparent ultimately with him. You know, he knows it anyway, he knows all our stuff, he knows what's going on, and he can handle it as well. Being childish is maybe telling everybody about your stuff and, you know, offloading to every single person that comes along your path. You've got to use wisdom as well. You know, some people can't handle your stuff as well, so be sensible with who you are transparent with. But have people in your life that you can be. Have those safe places. Be real, be honest, and ultimately be transparent with God. So as we draw to a close, I'll get Sonia to come up. I want to remind us again that we as adults can learn a lot from children. God asks us to live a childlike life. This isn't a life of weakness, but a life of strength in every area. God has designed us to be imaginative, joyful, insistent, spontaneous and transparent. And ultimately, the childlike life is a requirement God asks of each of us if we are to enter the kingdom of God. Matthew 18 verses 1 to 4 in the Message Bible, and I'll end here, says that about the same time, the disciples came to Jesus asking, who gets the highest rank in God's kingdom? For an answer, Jesus called over a little child whom he stood in the middle and said, I'm telling you once and for all that unless you return to square one and start over like children, you're not going to get a look at the kingdom, let alone get in. Whoever becomes simple and elemental again, like this child, will rank high in the kingdom of God. Let's pray right now, church. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, God, that even though we are adults, that we have grown up. Lord, there's characteristics and ways of behaving that you want us to do that are childlike. And Lord, I know that for many of us here, maybe uh, growing up as a child hasn't been easy. It might have been difficult for some of us. But Lord, I thank you that you can restore that childlike faith in each one of us. 
can bring joy back, bring that spontaneity back, that imagination back, that transparency back, that joy back. And so we thank you, Lord, that this is the simple pattern of life that you really want us to live by. And Lord, right now, I just want to pray for anybody that maybe you here today don't know Jesus. You're kind of hearing about this childlike life that God has called you to live, but you're not really sure you know, who God is or where he fits into your life. But I pray this morning that you're like, maybe I want to give this a go. Maybe I want to receive God and, and have a relationship with him. And I tell you the truth that I've done that. I did that about 12 years ago now, and it was the best decision that I ever made. And I just want to give you an opportunity. I'm not going to drag it out, but if that's you this morning and you just want to have a relationship with Jesus, you've heard some things today that you're thinking, I just want to get my life right with God. I want to bring back those joy and that spontaneity into my life. I want to walk this life with God. If that's you this morning, I just... While every eye is closed, just ask you to raise your hand. And only I'm going to see it. I just want to acknowledge you, give you a Bible, shake your hand. Yeah, wonderful. I see that hand up the back. Thank you. Is there anyone else here that just wants to have that relationship with God? Wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we repeat this prayer together? And for the lady who raised her hand, why don't you make that your prayer this morning? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of Jesus. I believe on the cross that Jesus died for every mistake I have ever made. I ask God that you would help me to keep things simple and childlike and that you would lead me and guide me from this moment onwards. Amen. And can I just ask you just to remain with your eyes closed just for a tiny bit longer. I just got the sense this morning that there might be people here that maybe you feel that that childlikeness has been taken from you. Maybe you feel like you want to just bring it back. You want that imagination to start running wild again, that creativeness to start oozing out of you. Maybe you just want some joy back. Maybe you want to just persevere a bit more with those dreams that God's given you. Or you're just feeling like, hey, I can be more transparent. I can learn from the little kids. If that's you this morning, I, I just actually, again, just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you or bring you up the front this morning. But I want us to be active with the Word of God. You know, there's nothing worse than hearing the, the Word and then moving into your week and forgetting what you've heard. But if that's you, if that's you this morning, something's resonated in you to bring back that childlikeness, I just ask you to raise your hand and I'd love to pray for you as well. Yeah, thank you. I see those hands. Great, I see those hands. Is there anyone else here as well? Many hands have gone up this morning. Thank you, I see those hands. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, right now we just pray, Lord, that you would help us as adults to live childlike. 
Father, I pray that, Lord, you would renew and restore anything that might have been stolen in our past. Father, I thank you that life can be simple, that we can look at it through the eyes of a child and know that you are our heavenly Father, that we can trust God with our whole life. So, Lord, I just pray for every person here this morning that if imagination has become stagnant, that, God, you would uh, revive something in people this morning, that creativity would soar again, Lord Jesus. Father, for anyone who's lacking joy, that you, God, just being their Father is a strength to them. The joy of you is their strength. That, God, you would bring back that joy this morning. Lord, I pray for perseverance and insistence, for people to keep going, Lord, in those dreams and those promises that you put on their hearts. And Father, I pray for that spontaneity to the Holy Spirit would rise up in many of us this morning as well. And lastly, Lord, I pray that you would help us to be transparent, to be open and honest with you, God, and with others, Lord. I thank you, God, for every person that has raised their hands. Lord, I thank you that you are going to give them the strength that they need to be able to put this into practice. And Father, we thank you for that, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, church. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your attention. And I'm going to hand back over to Steve right now. We hope you enjoyed listening to this weekly message audio podcast. If you'd like to listen to more messages and find out more information, check out our website at www.baysidechurch.com.au. Church has changed. Check it out.